Hello and welcome to Chapter 2. Looky here, said Norton Treemonger as soon as Rob stepped onto the school bus. It's the Kentucky Star. How's it feel to be a star? Norton stood in the center of the aisle, blocking Rob's path. Rob shrugged. Oh, he don't know. Norton called to his brother. Hey, Billy, he don't know what it's like to be a star. Rob slipped past Norton. He walked all the way to the back of the bus and sat down in the last seat. Hey, said Billy Threemonger. You know what? This ain't Kentucky. This here is Florida. He followed Rob and sat down right next to him. He pushed his face so close that Rob could smell his breath. It was bad breath. It smelled metallic and rotten. You ain't a Kentucky star, Billy said, his eyes glowing under the brim of his John Deere cap. And you sure ain't a star here in Florida. You ain't a star nowhere. Okay, said Rob. Billy shoved him hard. And then Norton came swaggering back and leaned over Billy and grabbed hold of Rob's hair with one hand and with the other hand ground his knuckles into Rob's scalp. Rob sat there and took it. If he fought back, it lasted longer. If he didn't fight back, sometimes I got bored and left him alone. They were the only three kids on the bus until it got into town, and Mr. Nelson, the driver, pretended like he didn't know what was going on. He drove staring straight ahead, whistling songs that didn't have any melody. Rob was on his own, and he knew it. He's got the creeping crud all over him, said Billy. He pointed at Rob's legs. Look, he said to Norton, ain't it gross? Uh-huh said Norton. He was concentrating on grinding his knuckles into Rob's head. It hurt, but Rob didn't cry. He never cried. He was a pro at not crying. He was the best non-crier in the world. It drove Norton and Billy Threemonger wild. And today, Rob had the extra power of the tiger. All he had to do was think about it, and he knew there was no way he would cry, not ever. They were still out in the country, only halfway into town, when the bus lurched to a stop. That was such a surprising development to have the bus stop halfway through its route that Norton stopped grinding his knuckles into Rob's scalp and Billy stopped punching Rob in the arm. Hey, Mr. Nelson, Norton shouted. What you doing? This ain't a stop, Mr. Nelson, Billy called out helpfully. But Mr. Nelson ignored him. He kept whistling his non-song as he swung open the bus door. And while Norton and Billy and Rob watched, open-mouthed and silent, a girl with yellow hair and a pink lacy dress walked up the steps and onto the bus. Chapter 3. Nobody wore pink lacy dresses to school. Nobody. Even Rob knew that. He held his breath as he watched the girl walk down the aisle of the bus. Here was somebody even stranger than he was. He was sure. Hey, Norton called. This is a school bus. Yeah, I know it, the girl said. Her voice was gravelly and deep, and the words sounded clipped and strange like she was stamping each one of them out with a cookie cutter. You're all dressed up to go to a party, Billy said. This ain't the party bus, he elbowed Rob in the ribs. Ha! Norton laughed. He gave Rob a friendly thud on the head. The girl stood in the center of the aisle, swaying with the movement of the bus. She stared at them. It's not my fault you don't have good clothes, she said finally. She sat down and put her back to them. Hey, said Norton. We're sorry. We didn't mean nothing. Hey. 
He said again, what's your name? The girl turned and looked at, looked at them. She had a sharp nose and a sharp chin and black, black eyes. Sistine, she said. Sistine, hooted Billy. What kind of stupid name is that? Like the chapel, she said slowly, making each word clear and strong. Rob stared at her amazed. What are you looking at? She said to him. Rob shook his head. Yeah, said Norton. He cuffed Rob on the ear. What are you staring at, disease boy? Come on, he said to Billy. And together they swaggered up the aisle of the bus and sat in a seat behind the new girl. They whispered things to her, but Rob couldn't hear what they were saying. He thought about the Sistine Chapel. He had seen a picture of it in a big art book that Mrs. Dupree kept on a small shelf behind her desk in the library. The pages of the book were slick and shiny, and each picture made Rob feel cool and sweet inside, like a drink of water on a hot day. Mrs. Dupree let Rob look at the book because he was quiet and good in the library. It was her reward to him. In the book, the picture from the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel showed God reaching out and touching Adam. It was like they were playing a game of tag, like God was making Adam it. It was a beautiful picture. Rob looked out the window at the gray rain and the gray sky and the gray highway. He thought about the tiger. He thought about God and Adam, and he thought about Sistine. He did not think about the rash. He did not think about his mother, and he did not think about Norton and Billy, Treemonger. He kept the suitcase closed. Well, thanks for listening. There are going to be three episodes per week. There should be one for each um, hybrid day. So while the hybrid students are in school, they'll hear the same chapters that I put into this podcast. So everybody will be able to hear the story roughly around the same time. <laughs>